Hello, and welcome to the Kinky Boys podcast. For this month's episode, I had my friend Dom Top Lad on, and I wanted to have him on because he plays the role of a bull in a cuckolding relationship. So I had him on, and we talked through all the different combinations you can have in cuckolding setups. And I find it fascinating because it has three roles instead of two, which means you get this interesting play of different combinations you can have. And we go through e- pretty much every permutation. And I just find the psychology behind it fascinating. So that's a really good interview we've got coming up. First, I'd like to thank our Patreons who make this show possible. Obviously, I'd like to thank all our $1 Patreons, but I'd also like to thank by name all our $5 tier patrons. So we've got Rory Hipkin, Harry Hypnotist, Connor Bone, Matthew O'Mara, Demon Boy, Brian C., Deco Very and Andrew Blackley. You guys make this show possible. We are doing so much. I've got a lot coming down the pipeline for you. So that's going to look great. Now, this episode, I'm not going to actually ask you to sign up to a Patreon. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to make a donation to the Outside Project. This is a charity that specializes in providing show- shelter for homeless LGBT plus people. Um, like gay and lesbian homeless youth and homeless trans people. Um, And this time of year, it is so important for them to get funding. Um, Obviously, the weather's worsening, it's getting cold, and there's a real risk of people dying from exposure. And I hate to say it, not every homeless shelter is safe for LGBT people. You still face a lot of prejudice, especially trans people. And these people make such a difference. They are literally saving lives every night just by giving warmth, shelter, food. So if you can, I will put the link at the top of the show notes. Please, if you can, whatever you can spare. I know money's tight for a lot of people right now. Just um, give what you can to help save other people. Thank you. Um, Now with that, on to the fun stuff, on to the interview. Hi, welcome to the Kinky Boys podcast. And today we have Dom Top Lad, better known as Eddie, and he'll be talking to us about cuckoldry. Cuckoldry. Or cuckolding, however you want to pronounce it. Cuckolding. It's a... <laughs> That's the first time I heard that one. Uh, cuckoldry. Um, kind of reminds me of culture and I don't know why. Yeah, it does sound a bit mystical. But again, the term itself is from the Middle Ages, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so tell us about yourself first. Okay, um, I guess most people will know me as Dom Top Lad uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter or mm-hmm. Recon or out there. Uh, I may have been inside you. I may not. <laughs> Who knows? I may not remember you. And I think that's just part of the fun, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, um, um, one of the guys uh, um, here, one of Dom's here, based in London. Uh, yeah, you've seen me on lots of the Bondage Masterclass stuff with Recon. Yep, uh, you and I do the Wolfpack together. We do do stuff together. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, obviously, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird you calling me Dom Top Lad because you used to call me by my first name. Um, yep. For those of you who don't know that, my first name is Edward. Uh, my friends call me Eddie. Um, mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit anticlimactic, especially when you're talking to a dom and you want to address them by sir, boss, or... It removes the mystery. I don't know. We were talking mm-hmm. earlier, the chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why not? Um, yes. Yeah. But here I am. Yeah. So 
you're here today to talk to our audience about um, cuckolding. Mm. Um, let's start off at the beginning. What is cuckolding? What is cuckolding? Okay, so that's um, um, it's an interesting thing. So I, I think before we talk about what people really consider cuckolding today, I think mm-hmm. maybe it's best if I try to talk about the different types of cuckolding. Yeah. Um, so cuckolding, the traditional way that we talk about it today, is kind of like a power dynamic whereby one person has control over the other person's sexual life when they have sex or they don't have sex. Mm-hmm. So it's when one person has mm-hmm. the ability to go and uh, have sex with whoever they want, whichever way they mm-hmm. want, but the other person doesn't. I think that's the way that I do it. It's possibly not the way that most people talk about it today. Um, yeah, because it is. it tends to be deeply tied into um, more heterosexual norms, particularly yeah. husband and wife. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what a lot of people understand cuckolding to be is... A wife who is very promiscuous and sleeps with a lot of men, whereas her husband doesn't. So it's this asymmetrical relationship. Yeah. Now, obviously, this expands because not everyone's heterosexual. Um, Things have changed in the the modern world. So it's expanded beyond that. But that's the sort of core of where things started. Yeah, yeah. There's a... So to explain this a little bit in more detail... So if we, we think about like straight couples, like cis couples, mm-hmm. um, it's not like the, yeah. the, the, the standard good old bread and butter. So let's say a long time ago, um, and this is definitely one way of cuckolding. So say the, the men would, um, mm-hmm. you know, he would just have his wife, mm-hmm. would have a home, but he, that doesn't mean that he would stop there. He would mm-hmm. go and have sex with different people whenever he wanted whatever he wanted and the wife would be at home and if the wife was found to actually have sex with someone else that would actually be a problem but in some cultures interestingly so for example indigenous tribes and i think uh, in brazil definitely mm-hmm. are some i think uh, i've heard that there are some tribes in africa that do that as well um when there's a guest the um you know the the wife or the female of that couple will be offered yeah. to the guest interesting um yeah. that's kind of like I guess kind of like entertainment, and that mm. sounds really awful, but then it is a form of cuckolding. Mm. Um, and that's definitely the form that I'm into. So mm. if you think that cuckolding, you have to have three people to make it happen at the mm-hmm. very minimum. You have the person who is the bull and uh-huh. the other one who is the cuck. So the bull is the person who is kind of like seen as the stud, yeah. and the other person is seen as the, mm. the, the cuck is the deprived of sex. Yeah. Um, and the dynamic between the two is that, um, you know, the bull is the one that is allowed to go and have sex with whoever he wants, being the stud, and he can just, mm-hmm. like, spread his sperm everywhere, etc. that kind of, like, mm-hmm. idea of it. And the cuck is just the one that is actually deprived of the sex and tends to get off on the idea of seeing that happening. Mm. So the bull isn't always um, the person's partner. Not necessarily, no. It certainly it, um, it, it certainly is in my relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm definitely the bull in my relationship and he is mm-hmm. the cuck. Um, but the more traditional way of looking at cuckolding is definitely a very different arrangement. Yeah. So traditionally, what a lot of people do is, so you have the cuck who typically is male and you have the wife who, there are various names, the goddess, the hot wife, 
um, sometimes the slut, depending on what sort of mood you're trying to get. Um, and the bull is the person that comes in and fucks her and pleasures the wife, while the cuck is essentially not allowed to have sex. Yeah, yeah. So the way that that would happen is, uh, and, and, and that's different to how I do it, but um, I've been the bull in that relationship before uh, with a straight couple. You know. The point I'm trying to make is that, right, so if you look at that relationship, um, it's basically the inverse of what I was talking about, mm-hmm. whereby, you know, in older times when women didn't really have a voice, they were kind of like more seen as objects and more often than not yeah. sexual objects that weren't even allowed to climax. Mm. Um, you know how some cultures even deprive women of doing that by yeah. removing some part yeah, of their body. Yeah, it's pretty horrendous when you look it at is, it. It really yeah. is. It, it really is awful. And that certainly is not something mm-hmm. that I'm into. But yeah. um, um but the inverse role of that is actually mm-hmm. the empowerment of the female role, mm-hmm. the submissive person in mm-hmm. that relationship, and then taking control of the men, so the guy with the dick. So that's why that relationship is inverted. So she is the hot wife, yeah. meaning that she can go and have sex with her bull, or she can mm-hmm. go and fuck other men, whereas the husband in that relationship is the cuckolded one. So yeah. his dick is actually controlled so that's why the chastity is such a big symbol for that because it takes the masculinity yeah because a lot of people use chastity in this sort of situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and penis is it, it tends to be associated with with power which is yeah it, you know in, in 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 ways it works in ways it doesn't and it's yeah. kind of ridiculous at times yeah. but so i mean that can lead into like why is cuckolding hot for some people and the impression I get a lot of it is it can be very emasculating. Yeah. Um, because, again, we talk about these very sort of heterosexual power dynamics of typically the woman is meant to be subservient and the man is dominant and virile. And this completely inverses that. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I think you could add to that as well, that it really depends on the dynamic that you have. So cuckolding can be seen as two different ways. If it if it is to be seen mm-hmm. as the power dynamic between two people, whereas one can have mm-hmm. the sex and the one hasn't. So in that relationship, um, if we were to transpose that to gay terms, it would mean that the top in yeah. that relationship is the one who is being cuckolded and the bottom is the one that goes and fucks everyone. And the top gets off on the idea that the bottom is being fucked but he can't fuck his bottom yeah other people are doing that and he gets off on the idea of that and he wants to feel like oh yeah because i I can't fuck it because i can't satisfy you etc etc whereas there's another um there's another uh, way of looking at it Mm. um, which is the one that i'm personally more familiar with which is whereby the top in that relationship takes on the role of the stud yeah. So you are and the bottom. Yeah. yeah, and the bottom is deprived of um, you know having yeah. sex with the stud and gets off on the idea of that and likes to find yeah. out oh who have you fucked today or, or have you yeah. been fucking someone etc and and it kind of like just gets into like yeah. this whole. So for you as a because you are dominant, um, you. Am I? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> as if it's in your screen name. <laughs> but but yeah, so. You, in your setup, sub or husband or whatever, he <laughs> he um, he doesn't have sex outside, but you go out and fuck other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's interesting about this is that it's not something that he's mm-hmm. interested in doing. So he's not interested in going and fucking around and doing yeah. other stuff. 
I think that everybody likes to flirt with people mm. and do stuff, but I think there's a limit to what he he normally be interested in doing and mm-hmm. anything that's done outside of that is uh, trust me something that we yeah we talk about and we discuss etc oh, yeah but he definitely gets off on the idea that i go and fuck other people so for example mm-hmm. if i go on a work trip to mm-hmm. um the us mm-hmm. um and I, I may go and play with someone over there but I don't actually tell him that I've done it. What I do mm-hmm. is that I leave trail behind me mm-hmm. for him to find out. And the reason I do that is because ultimately I may be fucking that person, but I can tell you already I'm doing that because him and I are doing this together because yeah. we get off on this. So, so, so the that other person, that third mm. person within this arrangement uh, is being used for our own yeah. entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And this is something I find quite interesting about it is because in most power exchange setups, you have one dominant and one submissive or multiple, you know, um, but there are those two roles. And here you sort of have this third role where it's um, a person being brought in to be used, essentially. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which is something I love doing yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it works for me because I'm using yeah. two of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just so we can go over the terms. So obviously we have the cuck yep. uh, or cuckold who is um, the person who is being deprived of sex yep. or having to see their partner have sex. You have the bull who is um, generally the fucker in this situation. Yeah, good word. Uh, yeah. Good word. And they can be the outside party brought in to fuck the partner or they can just be the partner themselves fucking other bottoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You obviously have different terms for the partner who's being the fucky. I mean, traditionally, there's stuff like the hot wife or goddess, depending on how sort of dominant or powerful she is or he yeah. is. And there's the slut, because it could just be your your partner is a huge slut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's and, an... and guys get off on that. Yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. get off on that on uh, like in in straight couples and straight mm. relationships. Mm. Um, funny enough, I, I actually come from the straight scene and I have quite a few kinky friends. Yeah. I'm going to kept in touch with mm-hmm. uh, many of them for like different locations mm-hmm. all over the world. And, 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 and it's really cool to see them actually talk about it. Like if, if we, if you guys think that just the gays are the ones who are filthy and dirty mm-hmm. and do all this stuff, fuck no, <laughs> like the straight, the straight guys are like mm. the the submissive straight guys they will happily talk about it because it turns them on but it turns it doesn't it will not turn them on the fact that they're telling me this and they're getting aroused by the fact that they're telling me who I am a man they're definitely getting aroused by yeah. the fact that they're talking about what turns him on and the relationship he has yeah. with that woman right so it's yeah. not like yeah i just want to be clear about that um mm. that's that's why they are straight and some guys are not they sit, you know, within that kind of like spectrum of yeah, like because I have seen um, scenes where part of the bull coming in to be dominant and emasculate the person who's playing the cockold role yeah. is like they have to be the fluffer and suck off the bull and get them hard before they fuck the cuck's partner. Yeah, yeah, which and is kind of like one of the most boring things out of yeah. all the really really yeah. cool fucked up stuff that you can do oh yeah but for a lot of people like these are people who identify as straight and like they're being quote unquote forced to blow a guy yeah oh no some are really forced mm. yeah oh, yeah. Really? yeah yeah so 
obviously there is no strict rule mm. there's no one there's not one rule yeah. for everything like some guys will be uh bisexual in one form mm-hmm. or another and they will get off on the idea that you know they're helping a guy who they find attractive fuck mm-hmm. his hot wife yeah and being part of that is mm. arousing from both sides. Yeah. So it's a, it's a win for everyone, then, yeah. right? Because the bull is usually mm. a narcissistic person. I can say yeah. that because I know I am. <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> and... noticed. That's a shame. I was going to say <laughs> that. Then. What the fuck am I doing? It seems <laughs> like I'm failing with my, <laughs> with my brand. But... Ultimately, they, you know, he's getting that, and obviously, mm. the the hot wife is essentially yeah. being she's having sex with two guys, yeah, one and and the other one because you know it's all part of the same thing, and yeah, women get off on that like massively. Mm. The, the the fact that they have the power to control someone else's sex um, uh, for some women is just really really super exciting, and the and the guy who is the couple. Mm. If he is not, if he's not bisexual, he's straight, and he's still forced to say, in your example, yeah. suck someone else's dick. He will definitely not enjoy the idea that he's sucking someone else's dick. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he is being emasculated to that point, humiliated to the point of sucking mm. another man's dick, turns him on. So he will be conflicted in his mind, mm. um, and he will think, "Oh my God, why have I done? No, this is horrible, etc." But then a few days later, he's going to be thinking about doing it again. Yeah. You know, because it may happen. It may not happen. He's not thinking about sucking someone, someone's dick, but he'll be thinking about being humiliated to the point that yeah. he will be sucking another guy off. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because I get the impression for a lot of people, humiliation is a big part of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's one more role which we haven't discussed, which is the opposite end of the spectrum, which is the stag. And these are guys who basically... It's the cuckolding setup, but they don't um, consider themselves emasculated or powerless. They just enjoy seeing their wife have all the fun and them have nothing. And these are people I've seen talking online, and it's sort of it's a much smaller demographic than say bulls and cucks. I mean, it's a term I've I've come across, Mm. but I can't say from experience Mm. that I'm involved because my thing is that kind of like if it feels like if you remove the the fetish the whole like power dynamic and domination yeah. from it yeah. that's kind of like what that becomes but mm. it's not what i do i would consider that vanilla although for other people it would not be vanilla it would be very kinky and obviously i respect yeah. that we all see different things i mean for some people water sports is taboo yeah which for like a lot of the people i know water sports is just it's just like the most yeah. basic thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who are we to judge? Yeah. So when looking into this, I actually found one of the most interesting things of is how old this is. Because the term cuckolding actually comes from 12th century English. And it's rooted in the word for cuckoo. So cuckoos are a species of bird that um, lay their eggs in other birds' nests. So the other birds have to take care of them with unknowingly. And this is sort of where the term came from for wives who would sleep around behind their husband's back, essentially have other men in the bed, like a cuckoo. Yeah, and the female name of a cuckoo is? No, no. The, the queen. So yeah, so there's the term queen, which is the uh, female version of a cuck, who is essentially her husband goes out and fucks around while she's at home. Yeah, and I found that fascinating that it has been around in culture for so long. Like 
what other fetish can you say has been around since medieval times? Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's not been this sort of name, um, sort of named dy- dynamic. And it's quite interesting how it's transformed because in modern times, there's a phenomenon I've seen where gay people seem to be getting into cuckolding more. And it seems to have tied in with the acceptance of gay marriage. Right. So this seemed to be like a primarily straight sort of fetish. And as gay marriage sort of became codified into our society, um, I've seen a lot more gay men adopt the terminology and the sort of power dynamic at play. Yeah, it's interesting to think about it that way. Um, It's always been something that I'm interested in. Um, I get asked, why do you do this? Why is it turning you on? And... I don't know. It's just something that I like doing. I like showing off the fact that mm-hmm. I can fuck around and, you know, spread my seed everywhere. It just feels fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's a power trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of see it as my right. But yeah, yeah whatever. You call yeah. it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, this is my show. I will call it whatever it wants. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So we actually got a few um, listener questions. Um, so Leatherboy David has written in and asked, are the relationships monogamous? outside of the cuckolding scene i'd imagine so but i don't really know Hmm. i mean what is the cuckolding scene anyway yeah i get the impression it would vary a lot between whatever setup the cuckles have Hmm. i've seen a lot of people where it is like this asymmetric where um, the person in the cuckolding role is completely monogamous as in they don't have sex outside the relationship Whereas um, the bull or the stud or the slut or or whatever you want to call it um, goes out and can have whatever sex they like. Yeah. And that sort of relationship dynamic is built into everything. Then again, I've also seen people who have open relationships and this is sort of like a very specific one-off scene later. Yeah, there are several factors there. I think if you start to consider... So if you if you consider that, you know, cuckolding is an interpersonal fetish... Mm-hmm. Um, what that means is that like, it depends on two people to make it work. And that seems really obvious. But think about it for a second. Why are two people agreeing on doing something? It's because they're really into that. Yeah. Um, now, some relationships are going to be about like completely inconsiderate, one-sided, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely do that. Um, I've never seen a relationship that's long-lasting that's based on that. Yeah, you need a certain amount of trust and communication. You, yeah, you can have a relationship yeah. that lasts, you know, a few months based on that, but it it doesn't quite it doesn't quite work long term. Uh, it's certainly not the kind of thing that that I do. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, when when whenever I decide to do something like that, and I, I wouldn't say whenever, but the majority of the time i'm doing it because you know it turns my partner and i on so we're doing it together so even Mm. though it's me fucking someone else the fact that he's gonna get off on the idea that i may be doing it or he's gonna go through my twitter to find out whether i posted a photo or Mm -hmm. he'll have a quick look at my suitcase to see if i put like condoms on or or toys if i'm taking anything with me to another country on a work trip why would i take you know sex toys with me on a work and, trip and you like you said earlier you deliberately leave these things out in I deliberately sight, do so. yeah I just yeah. leave them intentionally because I quite like the idea mm. and then more often than not a few days later I'll get a message just saying oh yeah um, just uh, saw that on Twitter you mm. posting a photo showing off the fact that you're fucking this really hot guy and yeah that's really hard that made me really mm. hard and uh, can I can I have a wank to it and I usually get like yeah of course not 
<laughs> so part of him being denied is um part of like the scene yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah. and and i think that we would like to believe that all these things are the scenes are super true like chastity yeah. and that kind of yeah. stuff but the, the reality is that he's probably not going to obey that he's he's going to be so aroused that he will need to come and and that's fine like we're doing this because we're going to have a good time yeah if the scene is to have like a super hard moment where I'm depriving someone and dehumanizing someone. Yeah. And then, yeah, I can, you know, this, I can certainly deliver yeah. it, but it's not part of why we're doing the cuckolding scene. Now, this is kind of like the way that we work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I joined as a ball in, in another, uh, couples dynamic, then yeah. it's a very different story. So my role as a ball is a very different story because I join it as I'm here to show to you how much better I am than you're doing yeah. this. Um, and then you're going to watch me satisfy your man like you've never, ever be able to, that kind of stuff. And it may not always be true because a scene is a scene, a fantasy is a fantasy. Yeah. Like it may be that the guy is actually really good or whatever. Mm. But in that moment, that's what we're doing. That's all that fucking matters, right? Yeah. I'm also not delusional. Yeah. 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 And I think that's something that's quite important for people to realize Mm. that, you know, that's the reality of things. Yeah. It's the fantasy you put forward in the moment. Yeah. So, so, um, so to answer Leatherboy Mm -hmm. Davis' question, you know, is a relationship monogamous in a way it is and it isn't mm-hmm. because if you're talking about those like short-lived relationships or that's what you're doing and experiencing mm-hmm. etc is it really a relationship i don't know who am i to judge but if we're talking about more longer lasting mm-hmm. relationships at the end of mm-hmm. the day sometimes my partner and i are not doing this we're not fucking around so i'm not playing with other people yeah um that's uh, the kind of stuff I get a lot of messages and people mm-hmm. saying, hey, do you want to meet up, etc." And, and I usually say, yeah, I'm not really looking to play at the moment. And then if people ask, I will even go as far as saying, I'm not looking right now. And, yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, sometimes um, we are open for me to go and play with other people. Um, and sometimes we're not open for me to do yeah and it's a decision that we actually make together weighted on me so it's kind of like heavy on like i'm the one who decides most of the time when that happens when that doesn't happen yeah. but i'm obviously taking my partner's feelings because you know yeah married. you have to take them into consideration yeah exactly yeah. and i care about him and mm. um and if if someone is only going out and, and fucking someone else and not caring for the other person's feelings or not finding the right balance yeah. in that cuckolding scene then I can tell you right now that relationship is not going to last. Yeah, because one thing you talked about me before uh, when we were discussing this, like, cuckolding is not the same as a cheating fetish. Oh, it's very different. Very, very different. And some guys are really into that, right? Yeah. Like, the whole idea, um, and I say guys meaning any gender. Yeah. um, You know, trying to be as, like, generalizing. Exactly, yeah. So guys can do that, whether you're gay, straight, Mm -hmm. male, female, non-binary some people are really into the idea of cheating but cheating is also not the same as an open relationship yeah so some people really love the idea of being able to go and have sex with others and some relationships they have this arrangement of you know we're not going to tell each other that what we're doing and that's fine you just go and do your thing etc some couples have an open relationship and say, okay, if you want to play with someone, you have to let me know. Yeah, there are different level, different ways of doing things, different levels of disclosure that exactly. people need to provide. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and that's being in an open relation. Now, being being to cheating is a different story. The person doesn't find out. The other person yeah. in the relationship doesn't find out, which becomes really dangerous because I've seen, you know, if you go on Reddit and you see the, I think there's gay cheaters subreddit, you know, there's some guys there who like to go and have sex with other people. Um, and sometimes they will go and bear back and do a whole bunch of stuff. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, is everyone being careful? I don't know, yeah. because they could be bringing home something quite nasty. Yeah. And that's and, not... And it, re- not... it removes informed consent from the exactly. partner. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a horrible... Yeah. It's like a horrible thing. Yeah. Like, and it's... there's also just... It's a shitty thing to do to not be open with your partner and lie it's, about it's this. Certainly, it's certainly unethical. And, and quite frankly, you know, if you're really into cheating, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to you. Be careful because you may be exposing yourself to shit as well. Mm. Um, but from my experience, there are so many people into so much fucked up stuff out there. You don't really have to be cheating. Now, there are some guys who would love to be in a relationship um, with me for example um who would love to not really have sex with me they would like to know that i'm having sex with another person etc yeah. guys who want to be in a cuckold like a pure cuckold yeah. relationship which is kind of like i would love that but maybe not long term either because sometimes i want to i actually want to use yeah. my guy to do other stuff and by sex i mean i'm not talking just about penetration i'm talking about like you know, a bondage scene or something yeah. like that. You know, that all counts as yeah, sex. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other play, you know, other things as well. That's not getting <laughs> to video games. <laughs> but yeah, so so in summary, it's basically it really depends on the specific dynamic of the couple. Um, so we have a second question. Tom La underscore D on Twitter asks. I'm curious if those practicing integrate. Sorry, I'm curious if those practicing cuckoldry integrate other play like chastity or bondage to the cuck. Do you keep it to scenes, sessions, or more long term? Now that's two separate questions. Um, so the first one: Do you integrate bondage and chastity into play? Yeah, um, certainly have um, the idea of having. Um, chastity my guy just kind of like means that you're not like your dick is useless is that yeah. kind of like idea um, it's even it, in, in gay couples and my partner is certainly a bottom mm. um, you know it still turns him on massively but I think it's even more effective in relationships for example straight relationships mm. where the husband is expected to fuck his wife yeah and no matter how big his dick is and mm. you know um i'm not saying that cuckolds have big dicks actually from what i've seen they usually have you know normal dicks uh, yeah or sometimes smaller dicks even um you know they it the, the fact that that the chastity is a physical manifestation of that mental act of taking their manhood yeah. away from them. It, ma- it makes it even more humiliating. It makes it more of a trip for them. Yeah, because so, it, it bakes into that sort of emasculating humiliation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and yeah, so introducing chastity into play mm. is great. 
um, and I certainly have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it done outside of a scene? Yeah, you introduce chastity not not at the scene. Anyone who's introduced, listen, everybody, listen out there. If you're introducing chastity at the scene, it's great, uh, but. Chastity is supposed to be something that you introduce a few days before a scene. To let things build up. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. then it has to get deep like in their psyche that this is happening to them. Like They have mm. to get used to it. They, they have to be looking down and saying, oh my God, there's this. I can't even feel my dick because I can't touch it. This is such a weird feeling and oh, I'm getting so horny and I can't get off and I can't yeah. even like just touch myself. And that's like a, 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 that's mind games in itself. So it leads up to it. And then over a period of time, the person will get like so aroused. And you, especially if you're teasing them mm. a little bit. So that's why chastity introduced that before a scene, not during the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he also mentions bondage, which... Yeah, bondage. Like, I've seen a lot of people where they have the fancy of being tied up and forced to watch their partner have sex. That's great. And yeah, that's really hot. Yeah. That's the mm. idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone as far as um, uh, tying the guy up and uh, putting his uh, one particular couple mm-hmm. putting her on top of him um, because then so he's tied up and he's lying down on his back. All right, so he's um, like, completely tied yeah. up, yeah. So that she's got her vagina mm-hmm. on top of his mouth. So whenever I'm fucking her, then my dick will go inside yeah. his mouth as well as her. Um, and her head will be kind of like rubbing against, brushing against his dick that's in chastity. Or oh, wow. may not even be in chastity, but it's kind of like, <laughs> it's just the, the arrangement. But he can't move, he can't touch himself, he can't hold her, he can't stop me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like literally shoved in his face that you're doing this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's really hard. Yeah. Um, not done that specific position with uh, a guy like Mm -hmm. a gay couple in fact um admittedly i've not done a lot of cuckolding where i'm the bull with other couples i guess because i'm satisfied in kind of like my relationship and my arrangement that i get that from like that arrangement so i've not really done much of that but it's not doesn't mean that i'm not up for it yeah 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 variety is the spice of life as they say yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so the other question is, he asks is, do you keep it to scenes or sessions or more long term? What, the chastity and bondage? I think, well, I think this would be the cuckolding scene. Mm. And I think we've kind of already covered this where we talk like it can be a scene or it can be a lifestyle where one person just is has to be monogamous while the other person doesn't. Right. It depends on the couple, really. So... In my experience, gays tend to not be as... They don't tend to commit Mm. to the fantasy as much as straight couples do. Interesting. Yeah, so this whole thing on Twitter... Sorry to break it, egos, but Mm -hmm. this whole thing on Twitter saying, oh, I'm wearing this chastity device for how many days, etc. No, I know you're not wearing that because you tell me you're not wearing that. There's There's a guy that I know very well who is like, Oh, I'm wearing chastity and cat posting. Um, you know, his Twitter exploded and kept saying, Oh, I'm wearing this chastity. I'm always in chastity. I, in chast- I'm, I can't really touch it. And it's so hot, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so frustrated. And then we would meet up and he would tell me, Oh, yeah. So how's the chastity doing? Oh, yeah, it's great. So you're wearing it now. And then, you know, I touch it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm not wearing it right now. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't. 
Yeah. And I think that is a big problem, um, especially with Twitter, which is people creating this um, false artifice, and it seems to be especially bad with oh, chastity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, oh it's God, it, it has been, uh, it's been um, at the time of recording, it is quote unquote Locktober. <laughs> so this bullshit has been in full swing where people are going like, you know, I've spent 500 days in chastity, retweet, so I spend another 500 more, and most of these people aren't doing it. That's and it's crazy. bullshit. Yeah. And I've had to talk to a lot of people who want to get into chastity, and it's like, yeah, but I don't think I can do that. It's like, most people can't do that. Most people are not doing that. No, he fucks yeah. them up. It's yeah. Like, right. So if you're going to be wearing chastity long term, and by long term, I mean anything like a week, five to seven days and above. Yeah. Especially anything that's like two weeks, three weeks. Truth is, if you're wearing chastity for that long, it's going to fuck you up mentally. Like, it's mm. going to distract you from work. It's going to make you feel more insecure about yourself. It starts changing the way that, you know, the body operates. Mm. I I don't have, like, a medical degree or, or psychological or anything like that. But I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And you have to be the person, like, I'm putting myself in a position of, you know, whoever, the person yeah. who's locked, whoever, you know, yeah. chastity. You have to put yourself in a position where you're like you're taking them off chastity or you're keeping the chastity, but you, you're allowing them to orgasm. So you're bringing some element of normality into their yeah. lives that they are deprived of. And it doesn't fuck up the power dynamic. So, for example, yeah. forcing a guy to come, uh, you know, to throw his prostrate is... Yeah, one of the things I'm actually best at, and I fucking love it so much so that I've made a straight friend of mine. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come um, from his poster, uh, prostrate, and it was just uh, um, I never seem to be able to pronounce that fucking word. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, um, it it was really hard, and it was just like I just watched it pour and pour and pour, and he was completely fascinated. Yeah, wow. and yeah, and and it just pours like it just oozes out. I have some videos of it if you want to see later. Oh, nice! Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, and and it's like because it's a thing. Like um, I, I don't bottom. Um, mm. um, I've I've no idea what it's like, yeah. but I know that um, I have what I need in there for me to feel pleasure and yeah, and eventually come. Oh. It's not something that I wake up in the morning thinking, hey, do you know what'd be really good today? A dick in my ass. <laughs> no, I usually think, hey, do you know what would be really good right now? If I had a hole to dump my load in. That's mm. kind of like that mentality. Yeah. Some people like to eat snails. Some people mm. know that they don't like to eat snails and never have to try to find out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, if you are, if you're into chastity and you're going to do it long term, you have to be mindful of the fact that it is going to change the way that your body works and operates. Mm -hmm. And you should not let it affect you like that. So if you're going to do it for a month, like you're going to be, you know, when you see like, oh, I'm top 5% of OnlyFans, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's know. top 5% of OnlyFans. Well, apparently. it is, because <laughs> if you understand mathematics, you know, yeah. you know that that's like, it's actually very easy to explain it. Yeah. But you will be like 0.000% of the entire people in the world who have worn chastity for a month, because people don't. And you have to remove the chastity regularly to clean it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it impacts your health. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. So, let's see. So, I think one thing we always try and do is talk about um, safety for any sort of scene mm. or lifestyle or anything kinky. So, one of the big things I've seen for cuckolding is um, emotionally. Yeah. I think you have to have a very clear idea of what you're into. Yeah. And sort of a very good um, communication with your partner about this. Yeah. And the ability to compartmentalize and separate it. Because I have seen examples, like I've gone on the forums you've shown me, um, where people talk about the fact that um, they got too insecure about the bull their wife was fucking and it sort of ended the relationship. Yeah. So you do. Some do. Some Some relationships end. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have to have sort of a degree of communication and Mm. understanding between partners before you engage in Mm. this. Because, you know, as much as, like, we like to pretend, like, stuff in scenes just happens in scenes, there can be sort of emotional leakage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it sounds gross, but, like, there is that thing of scenes um, can spill over into the rest of your life and give you insecurities. So it's good to just be able to decompress, um, talk about this with your partner, have good open communication, I think. Yeah, so my take on this is that... um, Fetish, for me, is one of the most empowering things mm-hmm. ever. And that's why I love it. It's fucking empowering. Like, nothing is better than feeling empowered to do something. Like mm. You know when you have these weird, shitty situations at work or with someone else? More often than not, if you, if you take a step back... It is because you feel powerless mm. because you have no control over that situation. And fetish is one of the ways that you actually gain control of your sexuality and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to make the jump and I'm actually going to dive deep into this mm-hmm. thing that I know, despite not thinking that mm. it's correct and it's gross or what, whatever. You yeah. know it turns you on. You know it mm-hmm. makes you feel good about it, even though it also makes you feel one way or another. So fetish is great, and I think people should embrace it. Um, obviously, there are time, there's, there's a time and yeah. place for yeah, everything. Yeah, time and place. Exactly. Yeah. There's a time and place for everything, so you have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to empowering... Um, first of all, people will... Whenever people do anything sexual that is of a fetish nature um for, never mind cuckolding so let's say for example being tied up and force fucked by someone else yeah right so it's a kind of thing that turns a lot of people on mm-hmm. but a lot of people feel guilty about putting themselves yeah. in a situation oh i allowed someone else to do that and it may seem natural to some to do that but yeah. for others it's incredibly crazy like bottoming for a lot of people mm. you know their first experience is crazy yeah it's absolutely crazy you know you hear um you know tofa taylor uh you know tofa um which uh, uh usually works with clone zone he does a uh-huh. lot of the reviews of toys uh-huh. he's a sex educator i think yep. he was on was it channel four i think he did a it's great like he, he was talking about bottoming recently in his mm-hmm. own podcast and What's interesting about bottoming is that for some people it is like a great experience, but for some others it's a terrifying experience and normalizing it is incredibly powerful. So 
if you allow yourself to put yourself in a position where you're going to be used by mm -hmm. a guy like me, mm -hmm. you know, um, first of all, kudos to you. Like, you yeah. made a jump. So that's empowering to begin with. If you're going to feel shame about what you've done, uh, first thing I'm going to say is it's quite normal. Yeah. That's what you grew mm -hmm. up to believe is a bad thing <laughs> or a good thing. I don't know. But for the people who feel ashamed or embarrassed, you know, uh, embracing it is a good thing. Embrace it. Embrace it inside and embrace it with the people, you know, find your tribe yeah. and the people yeah. you can talk to. That's why I have conversation with straight guys who are submissive mm -hmm. and they talk about the things that they love doing. Yeah, like my, my woman comes home. First thing I do is I take my clothes off, put my hands behind my back and get on my knees and start servicing her because... Yeah. That's what I was born to do. And they say I was born to do. Hmm. Not because it's like, oh, no, there's not conditioning. This is what yeah, you have to yeah. do when she gets here. This is more on the acceptance of it. Like, no, yeah. this is what turns me on. And if it turns me on, it's a good thing. I feel empowered by being a submissive guy. Hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So my advice in terms of, like, safety and, 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 and all that kind of stuff is if you're going to have... A relationship with someone that is based on cuckolding. Mm -hmm. um, communication is key, mm -hmm. but resolving in your head what it is about you that you really like and you're going to embrace. And then allow yourself to experience it. If you yeah. have any problems, what you do, you say, right, we need to have a conversation about this because there is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem, what is the problem? Is the problem that you're working this out in your head? Mm -hmm. That is something that turns you on, but you're struggling with it. If, it, if you struggle with it more than it turns you on, you should possibly yeah. take a step back, stop, wait and find out when it turns you on more than it bothers you. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of like, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a simple it's thing, of, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Know yourself. Exactly. And, and yeah. embrace who you are and... That's why I think it's it's, it's powerful, it's yeah. empowering, and it's great. Yeah, so basically have a clear idea of why you're doing this. To sort of act as a guide, clear communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. not, like, no one's going to ask you to say, now explain to me why you're into this. Like, yeah. do you have daddy issues, mummy yeah. issues? Like, no, and quite frankly, I don't want to know. I don't care either. Oh, really? Like, you don't want to subscribe to my daddy issues? What? No. Is that a Patreon? <laughs> no. Everybody can fuck off. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you, like, um, if you want to talk to someone, if you really want mm. to find out, so if you, if you want to find out, you know, whether what you're into is a good thing or if it comes from a good place or a bad mm. place, speak to a professional about this, you know, psychotherapist, psychologist, yeah. etc. Because there are psychologists that deal specifically with kink. Oh, so many. There's um, actually a great website yeah. for them. Do you know? There's a, a website. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll link it up sure. to you. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes for people to yeah. look at. But yeah, it, it, I have heard... Specifically for this. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, get a therapist who specifically understands kink and like the submissive and dominant mindset and it makes a world of difference. And there you go. It's called pinktherapy.com. Brilliant. So I'll... if you go to uh, pinktherapy.com, you can find uh, therapists that are specialized in, you know, issues that pertain to various sexualities and genders 
and some of these guys are specialized in fetish brilliant uh, yeah it's pinktherapy.com yeah. great so the other big thing is um obviously and this is the same as any sort of open relationship where if you're having sex with multiple people you need to be aware of practical concerns like safe sex stds because stds happen have a safe word yeah have a safe word have boundaries. It's a, yeah. And make sure the people you are bringing into the relationship, whatever role they are, understand those boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just always. But yeah. that's for everything, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like it, if you're not establishing boundaries, if you're not scoping out what you're trying mm. to do, then you really haven't thought about it enough. Then you're, it's the equivalent of not getting ready to drive a car and then throwing yourself on the road. Yeah. You have to really, th- like, you have to think about it, like, like give it a try in a controlled environment mm-hmm. and then and then you throw yourself at one of the benchmarks mm-hmm. of a cuckold is a cum eating cuckold all right so cum eating cuckold mm-hmm. um actually there is a guy who's a porn actor mm-hmm. uh straight films okay and uh he is very well known for doing obviously it's a kind of porn yeah. that i watch and he's very well known for lapping up the cum afterwards he doesn't it's in only i think one or two that i've yeah. seen of his films he actually sucks a guy off etc yeah. it's not his thing but he certainly cleans it up afterwards and a lot of guys are into that really now oh yeah like massively in fact if you go on reddit there is a there is a subreddit called um, come eating, I think, come eating cuckolds. There we go. And the idea is that the guy will go and clean it all up. So he's oh, right. not going to get, mm. he's not going to interact with the yeah. guy's dick, but it's the fact that she's been used and that's kind of like the yeah. ultimate like yeah. act that he will do. It's like, yeah, she's such a powerful, hot woman who can fuck whoever she wants and you're yeah. still going to clean all of that yeah. spam up. <laughs> And that's really hot. And you can see, you know, there's a lot of it happening. Sorry, guys, for you, um, we have here on uh, on the screen, so I'm just showing the subreddit to him. Uh, and for a lot of people, that is the ultimate goal of being a cuckold. But if you're only just starting, are you going to throw yourself at this? Even if he turns yeah. you on, is the kind of thing that you're going, to, you're going to do? Like, you may not be ready mentally to put yourself in that place because yeah. you know once it's all over you're gonna think oh my god i just swallowed another guy's cum and uh, and i don't even know this guy or you know just don't don't yeah have it clear in your head why you're doing this One what about it turns on and are you still going to be accepting of it after you you're done having your wank yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i think that's covered everything and it has been fascinating so if people want to know more about you or find you on the internet, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so if anyone wants to get in touch, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can always message me. You can always ask me a question. Let me know straight away when you message me the question that you want to talk about cuckolding or exploring it with your partner or you're a bull and you want to mm-hmm. talk to someone else. Guys, I love to talk to other doms. Like, I fucking love to talk to other doms and, like, be friends. There's only one friend of mine mm-hmm. who is a dom that i get along with no competition no bullshit etc i really don't like it when other doms are kind of like around me and i like we start talking and there's like this cock swing contest and competition like because i have a hundred subs 
See, I love uh, that. As a sub, I love seeing people compete over me. It's like uh, fight for my affections. Right. So, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, like I wouldn't give a shit about the guy. I yeah. wouldn't give a shit yeah. about you. I have my life really well sorted. I don't care. But I'd well, love I'm to so talk. hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hope so. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk. So, if you are a bull and mm-hmm. you want to talk about this and you want to like get to know other guys and. Yeah. How, how would you go about doing this as a couple? Um, yeah, hit me up. But let me know uh, cool. at the beginning of the message so I know that's what you want to talk about and I will not ignore you. And your Twitter handle is? Dom Top Lad. Cool. That's what he says on the tip. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on. This has been fabulous. I've loved talking about it. Um, so to all our listeners, please play safe and good night. <laughs>